Good evening, everybody. My name is Jordan, and this is episode 18 of Sodom and I. Wow, we're almost on 20. That's wild. <sighs> so, guys, today we are going to talk about stress busters. I'm going to give you a summary partial summary because i'm definitely giving you verses as well today you're gonna need your bibles today definitely without your bibles without your bible apps your ipads you know phones all that good stuff because i'm gonna be talking about what pastor talked about in church today which is stress busters you know sometimes it's really easy to get uh overwhelmed and distracted you know in our lives on this planet as human beings so here's a couple of things and a couple of verses for you to go back to whenever you find yourself you know over stressing or you know feeling like things aren't going the way you plan we're going to go back to the word whenever we feel like that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'll say based off of personal experience that this is definitely what you need to do <laughs> to feel whole and just complete in the times that you in your times of desperation when you feel like you need to go to somebody for some extra help or like emotional stability or, or you know you're feeling lonely all that good stuff use some of the use one you know there's 13 points use one of these points and i guarantee you It'll fix your problem because God is at the root of all of these points. And I don't know about you guys, but I know he can fix every problem that I have because he surely has shown me <laughs> time and time again that he can do just that. So getting straight into it, as per usual, stress buster number one, watch what you say, your tongue. It talks about speaking on your situation. And we are gonna, I'm not going to make these too long, by the way, because there is 13 points and some of them can get a little lengthy. Y'all know I do love to talk, long-winded. But we're going to go ahead and still, you know, talk. Even though it might take a long time, all of this stuff is important. So I'm going to say what God wants me to say. Mark, no, we're going to start in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Proverbs. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go through Psalms one day. Read all of them. There's a lot. <laughs> Alright. Chapter 18. 21. Watch what you say. 18.21 Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So, dang, I should have brought my highlighter in here. I'm actually going to do that right now. <laughs> Funny, because I told myself, ah, I'm not going to need my highlighter. It's okay. I already did all these in church. Didn't highlight this, the very first one. <laughs> 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Watch what you say about your situations, even if you don't like being in it. That's not where you want to stay, right? So let's talk where we want to go. 
and watch how your life changed. Starts the power of the tongue. That was the first stress buster. Watch what you say. Number two, submission to his will. Humility. <laughs> I put a, a fire emoji and a mic next to that because the way Pastor delivered it, wild, just great. So, do submission, will, um, willity, humility. Isaiah chapter one, verse nine. Isaiah. Look up to get get a Bible and they'll help you with your patience. <laughs> get a Bible, it'll help you with your patience. Because <laughs> you're not just going to flip to it right away. Unless you know it like that. Well, you got it like that? Shout out to you. You got it. Isaiah 1, 19 and 20. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Boom. That was the first one. Let me put a space between this H and the one. My notes. And then Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Doo -doo. 10, verse 22. That's way too far. All right. I highlighted verses 21 and 22. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for want of wisdom. I'm in the right one. Boom. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. Right? Submission to his will. Trust what he, you know, trust what God wants for you to do. Which leads into number three, complete trust in God. And then in my notes, I wrote, uh, let me, let me actually turn the, oh, I'm already in Proverbs. Okay. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Complete trust in God, not partial trust. In the word, pastor's words, not mine. Not partial trust, but complete. Not he's not doing it on time, so I'm going to do it myself trust. Complete trust. Not it's not coming on time, so I'm going to make it happen myself trust. Complete trust in God. I can literally say I have done specifically both of those things <laughs> that pastor said do not do. And I'll tell you firsthand, you will not get the outcome that you want when you do that. <laughs> it's better to just sit in God and wait for God and wait happily and joyfully for God than to sit with your anxiety and your stress and your want that's not fulfilled or your will that you want to happen because that will doesn't line up with God's will. I'm telling you, if it don't line up with God's will, it it probably won't happen. And if it does happen, it's meant to teach you a lesson. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you guys. I'm laughing at me. Laughing at me and knowing... Just thinking about my own memories and my own personal accounts with these things. And then reading about it in the Bible. It's like, man, if I knew my Bible, <laughs> if I actually knew the Bible, it, I, I can't even say I, I probably wouldn't have done it. Because people know the Bible and still do things that the Bible says don't do. Ah, but that was going off on a tangent. Number four, the love of his word. 
love God's word. We're going to go to Psalm 119, which is the longest uh, chapter in Psalm. I always say Psalms, but it's it's just Psalm. 119, verse 165. Right, love, or the love of his word. Love God's word. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Joshua 1, 8. Joshua... It's page 138, that's funny. Joshua 1, 8, on 138. <clears throat> what am I looking? Boop. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Love his word. The love of his word is what? Stress buster. When you know the word, you can refer to the word, and then you won't feel so lost. You know why? Because he is the lamp on your path. He will literally light that drive up. Help you out. All right, that was number four. Number five, knowing that God is always present. We're just going to start in Joshua since we're right here already. Joshua 1, 9, the very next verse. Have I not commanded thee? Thank you, Lord. You made that. Oh, my God. You made that such a smooth transition. I just, never mind. (laughs) Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. He's with you wherever you go, knowing that God is always present. Then we're going to hop right back into Psalm chapter 139. Chapter 139. Verses 4 through 13. So that's a good one. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. There's not a word that comes out of my mouth that God does not know. You know why? First of all, he created all this stuff. There is no second of all. That's just it. He created every word, (laughs) every language, all that, all that good stuff. He did all that. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. He is in front of you, or God set you in front of him and behind him. He set you to the left and the right of him. He's everywhere. He's everywhere you go. There's nowhere you can go where God looks. Excuse me, Lord. Let me just read. (laughs) Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high and I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Whither shall I flee from thy presence? Where can I go? I can't go anywhere. Where can I go where God will not be? Nowhere. Nowhere. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. 
Where can you go where God will not be? Even if you go to hell, he's still right there with you. Who else can do that? Who else is going to do that? Nobody. Nobody but God. But God. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. The depths of the sea. Mm. If I say, surely the darkness shall overcome me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, mm. the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. To God, none of those things matter because he is God, the Almighty. It don't matter if it's daytime, nighttime, purple time, green time, blue time, slash daytime, <laughs> or pink time. It's God's time, period. I love the Bible. It's just so poetic. Oh, my God. All right, continuing, continuing. Both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Mm, 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 mm. Delicious. All right. And then I already read Joshua 1 9. That was a nice, nice transition. Thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So awesome. Number six, intimacy with God. We're going to go to Psalm chapter 16, verse 11, all the way back in the beginning of Psalm. And which one is this? Intimacy with God. Grow your own personal relationship with Him, tell Him your secrets. He already knows. You, you you can't hide anything from God. You could think that you, you know, you, you could try and lie to God, but he already knows. Like it's really it's 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 really hard to lie to someone that literally created the plan for your life. <laughs> Any path you go down, he did that. I'm not let me not even go into that, Lord. <laughs> I was about to go off on a whole different tangent. All right, Psalm 16, 11. Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Intimacy with God. Who can get closer to you than someone who literally knows your thoughts, who knows how you feel, who knows where you are at every any given point in time, any and every given point in time? Who else can you tell your secrets to? Can you ask for comfort? Can you ask for strength when you are weak? Who gave you a sword? You know, who else? No one. No one else. That's the answer. No one else. And that was intimacy with God. Create a relationship with him. I know I know there's Bible apps, and I know I said take out your Bible apps, and I know I also said I'm not going to get on you for not having a Bible, but I will also say if you don't have a physical Bible, 
it not not like it's going to be really hard because I mean the Bible is a Bible and however you can get it you can get it but if you have the ability to get a Bible a physical one why not get that physical Bible and and make it more intimate you know show God that it's not about the money show God that it doesn't matter what you spend that he gonna bring it back to you this is this is not about any earthly thing, this is about getting closer to God, understanding his word better, being able to hold it, hold it in your hands, flip the pages and create a relationship with him. Show him how much he means to you. When we're in a relationship with someone, we want them to show us how much we mean to them, right? Why, why should God be any different? I don't think God should be any different. If anything, I think he should be more important. I think he should be more important than the relationship or any relationship that you're trying than you're trying to create. God is more important than all of that. Watch you put him at the head of your life and your in your whole life and just start making sense all of a sudden. One day it ain't make sense, the next day it do. Right? And now we're gonna go to number seven. How funny. Number seven, relaxation. We're going to go to Exodus chapter 14, verses 8 through 14. And this is going back into Moses. What wasn't we just talking about Moses, y'all? We was just talking about Moses the other day. But we were talking about the birth of Moses. We weren't talking about him leading the Israelites out of Egypt. And this is what chapter 14 is about. Verse 8. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh king of Egypt, of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand. Now what Pastor was saying, you guys can always go back and watch these lives. It's Oasis Christian Center. I'll say it yet again. Oasis Christian Center. It's on Appalachie. <clears throat> the, the founders are Pastors Ed and Rhonda Lloyd. And they are great. All right. So what he was saying was uh, during the sermon, like sometimes God, God hardens the heart of the people you're trying to help. That way he can get the glory. Now, hear me out. For those of you that aren't well acquainted with the Lord and are like, whoa, that sounds really, uh, think about it like this. God is not a human. And he literally, I'm just going to read this, excuse me. <laughs> but the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them by encamping by the sea. Right? And when the Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them and were sore afraid. The children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, and they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? <laughs> Sorry. Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? So Moses, they're like, they're like, bro. So basically what happened right before this story to uh, bridge the gap between, you know, what we went over in the podcast already 
This is after God, uh, he took the firstborn of the people who didn't, you know, put the lamb's blood on the doorway and, and all that stuff. And Pharaoh was distraught and he was like, take your people and go. And then he was like, that was Cap. I'm coming after them because they made me mad. And now this is what's happening. They turned around. They are like, they're like leaving Egypt in front of the Red Sea. And all of a sudden, uh, the Pharaoh and basically all of his army came. And they was finished. They were about to kill the Israelites who he just released, you know, out of spite. So, boom, that's where we are right now. They, uh, and when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. They marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto Moses, or cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? <laughs> the sarcasm is just it's, it's funny. Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is this not the world that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. You know, they're like, Oh my gosh, we're about to die, Moses. None of this would have happened if you just let us stay as slaves instead of trying to free us. I would like to say that is actually a translation. <laughs> it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, what, what is this one? We're on number eight. No, we're on number seven. Fear ye not. Relax. Relaxation is number seven. Relax. Stand still. Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Right? 8 through 14. Relaxation. Let go. Oh, never mind. Let me not say that. That's the next one. Well, let me actually say that. Just go into it. Let go and let God. Relax. Number 8 is letting go. Lose control and give it to God. And we're going to go to 1 Peter chapter 5. Boop, boop. 1 Peter 703. All the way in the back. First Peter, um, um, <laughs> chapter five, verses seven through nine. Seven o three. Chapter five. There we go. Verses seven through nine. Letting go, lose control, and give it to God. Casting all your care upon Him. For he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren 
that are in the world. I'm actually going to read number uh, 10. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Mm. After that, ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Mm, look at the poetry. It's just so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. My God. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. It's just so beautiful. Mm. But, by, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory, by Christ Jesus. After that, ye have suffered a while. Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I, I want God to have dominion over my life. My goodness. Mm. All right. And that goes into number nine. <laughs> Our first Peter. What does what does that say? Twelve to thirteen. All right, First Peter chapter four. I forgot to write four. Since we're right here already, let me fix this in my notes. That way, I can go back. First Peter chapter four. So we're literally still on the same uh, page. Actually, don't even have to turn anywhere. First uh, Peter chapter four verses twelve through thirteen, being joyous, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Mm -hmm. Exceeding what? Joy. We're going to go to James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4. And now it starts with talking about the trials and in all of these verses it's going to talk about trials because they're going to happen. And also when good things are happening, it's easy to praise the Lord. It's so easy to praise the Lord when, when you get some money when someone something you prayed for happens, when when he finally came through, it's so easy to praise God. Thank you, Lord. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. What about when you're facing trials? What about when your boss is essentially bullying you? What about when your car breaks down? What about when some 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 sickness comes upon you and so the hard stuff, the things that we normally count out when we're saying, thank you, Jesus. What about when that stuff happens? Well, let's go to James, which was literally right in front of where I was. Love that. Let's go to James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. 
If you lack wisdom, I went past it, but I'm going to read it anyways because it got me saying it. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Let's go to verse 8. <clears throat> or all the way unto verse 8. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you ask God for something, I, I literally know that I have said these exact words already, but I'm going to say it again. If you ask God for something, don't have any doubt in your mind that he is going to come through. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. If you don't think it's going to happen, why would he do it? Literally, what does God have to prove to us? Everything that we get from God benefits us. The only thing that God gives from us is praise and glory. Like, <laughs> that's all we have to give to him. And, and if you think that he can't do it, why would he? What does he have? He doesn't have anything to prove to us, guys. That's why you don't tempt him. What, going back to what, Matthew, Matthew and Luke, chapter 4, they say the same thing. Jesus said, Jesus said unto him, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Let's go to Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Luke, chapter 4. Three, four. And it's the same one. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by the word. Or that's not that one. Blue. But that's a good one. It's not the right one, but it's a good one. That's all right. There, there we go. Verse 8. It's 8 in Luke. And Jesus answered and said to him, Wrong one. Also wrong one. But I'm going to say it anyways. Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, God sh or thou shalt worship, worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou worship. Kingdom of the or kingdoms of the world and the amount, and the devil said unto him, Look, third time. Third time. Hold on. I really da, 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 da. there we go. Yeah, third time's the charm, guys. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said that thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God, right? Don't ask God for something and then be like, let me see if he going to do it. That's tempting God. And what? For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Now, this wasn't even on the list. That was free advice. Happy birthday. <laughs> All right. And number, uh, number 10, prayer and thanksgiving. I actually didn't read all of those. We're going to go to Romans 5. Because I read First Peter already. Romans 5. And Romans is not far away from there. Right before First Corinthians. There we go. 
Romans 5, 3 through 5. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that the tribulation worketh, here's that word again, patience, and patience, experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Boom. Tribulations is going to happen, guys. And the best way to get through the tribulation is thanking God for it. Because what tribulation worketh patience. And all that, all that comes from God. When bad stuff happens, don't curse it, y'all. Say thank you, Jesus, and keep it moving. Number 10, prayer and thanksgiving. We're going to go to Philippians. It's also in the New Testament. Yeah, 681. After where I was. <clears throat> We're going to go to Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 7. And this one is what? Prayer and thanksgiving. Be careful for nothing. Yeah. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. I said this the other day in another podcast. Look, it must be important, because what is God doing? He's saying it, uh, maybe not back to back, but I definitely said it earlier this week. Whenever something pops up more than once, guys, that might be him trying to get your attention a little bit. Mm-hmm. God is not always going to be... uh. He's not all, He's not going to send an angel to you, you know, in the middle of the day, in broad daylight, in front of everybody. He likes to work subtly. Because if you can't listen to a human being that's next to you, how are you going to listen to God? Another thing from Pastor. He said if you can't listen to his, his uh, uh, like, voice, how are you going to listen to God's whispers? You're not going to be able to hear anything. Gain control of your thoughts and your mind and look, prayer and supplication. Meditate on the word. We read that one earlier, right? So now we're going to go to number 11. Seek God first. Matthew chapter 6, verse, uh, verses 33 through 34. Mm-hmm. I like this one. 6, 33 through 34. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Don't worry about tomorrow. Matter of fact, 
you barely have to worry about today. Trust in God. You might not have everything you want, but you have everything you need. Right? God literally will always take care of you. Even if you feel like it's the bare minimum, you're what? Being taken care of. Man, trust God. That's all I'm going to say with that because I, I can keep going on forever at his goodness. Right? That was Matthew 28. No, that was not Matthew 28, 29. That was Matthew 33 and 34. But now we're going to go to Matthew 11, uh, 28 and 29, which is going to rest. And now I know you guys are saying, Jordan, what's the difference between rest and relaxation? Isn't that the same word? It's not. <laughs> it's not the same word. And I will give you different verses that show the different words, right? Relaxation. That was going back to Exodus. Relax. Let go and let God. Boom. Rest. Matthew chapter 11. Verses 28 and 29. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, but my burden is light. Now relaxation relaxing that's that's more so dealing with your nerves and and your brain and overthinking and and release the issue that you have versus holding on to it because whether or not you're holding on to it uh it's in god's hands so why even worry about it if god is worried about it? if if he got it taken care of if he got it handled why do you have to worry what can you do Heavy silence. What can you do if you're stressing over something and have no control over the situation? Nothing. So you just stop stressing about it. Right? That's relaxing. Rest for your souls. Mm. <laughs> Rest for your souls. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God gives rest to those he loves. And that leads us to Psalm 127. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He making the transitions real smooth today. <laughs> real smooth today. 127 verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Rest and sleep for both of them. Or well, because in the Bible, a lot of times it, it speaks on sleep. You know, it, it says sleep, but it refers to someone dying. Like if he fell asleep and he went to sleep. Uh, example in Acts, when it talks about, um, is it Simon? Simon getting stoned? Excuse me. Shoot, hope I because I definitely don't want to be incorrect Saul was consenting into it yeah Saul and this is Stephen I said Simon I knew it was an S 
S name, Stephen, when Stephen was stoned. All right. So it says, uh, and he went to sleep. And I literally just turned the page. But it is what it is. We know that sleep. Oh, where did it turn? Psalm 127. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Number two. It's 137. Lovely. Rise up early, so he giveth his beloved sleep. Rest. Rest, sleep. You know, rest for your soul. Sleep when you're tired. Not the other sleep. Was just giving an example. All right, now bodily exercise is number 13. Now, don't moan and groan at bodily exercise. It's good for you. You need to move your body sometimes. We are going to go to John, or 3 John, chapter 1, which is way in the Bible, right before uh, Revelations, way in the back of the Bible. The third epistle of John, chapter 1. There's only one chapter in John and 3 John. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Be in health, of good health. What sense does it make to to be in tip-top spiritual health shape, in tip-top emotional health shape, if you aren't even working towards being somewhat healthy in your physical body? You know what I'm saying? What you consume really does matter. We got into that before. But let's, uh, 1 Timothy, chapter 4. 1 Timothy. Let's go back to our table. There we go. 1 Timothy 6, 88. 6, 88. Yeah, First Timothy chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all exception. So basically what this is saying, it's not saying that, uh, you know, bodily exercise doesn't mean anything. It does say it profiteth little. So it do profiteth, but little. So you can't run away from your problems by exercising. You can't run away from your problems by smoking or drinking. Those things might make you feel like uh, it erases the problem for a second. But then uh, the problem is actually gone. So that's when you keep going back to it and addictions start. Understand priorities and see where all that stuff falls in line. Because God isn't saying you can't have it. Jesus turned water into wine at a wedding. Or, well, you know, that's it, you know party. It was, I'm, I think it actually was a wedding. But he turned water into wine. They're not saying don't do it. They're saying don't sit in your drunkenness. Be sober because the devil will come in and out of your mind. Like, <laughs> don't a lot of people call uh, uh, alcohol truth serum? 
sometimes it might not be the truth. But hey, it make you do stuff that you normally wouldn't do if you were sober is essentially what I'm saying. So that was the end of uh, the stress busters. If you feel yourself getting overly stressed and got some, some foolishness or just like your brain feels real scattered and, and discombobulated and uh, overfilled at the same time, go in and in just in your Bible, open it up, sit down, meditate, and ask God what to do. This is not a road map. This is simply uh, some suggestions, some very uh, reliable ones at that, <laughs> reliable ones, but always do your own research, always have your own relationship with God and ask him what he wants you to read and be uh, have enough grace for yourself and for him to sit there and listen for his answer. Mm. I know when we first get into speaking with God, we expect, we expect him to answer back immediately. That may not be how it works for you. It might work like that. Look, I'll say it might work like that sometimes, but don't expect it every time. The understanding of his, uh, his timing and his will, you know? Work on that patience, baby. Ooh, day eight. And what is this one about? Mm-hmm. Mm, really lines up with what we're talking about today. <laughs> Our God is faithful. There are bad things all around, but God will keep you strong. Have confidence in him. Mm. Taylor stood next to her mother while they paid for some new jewelry. As they waited, Taylor glanced around at the items near the counter. She saw some really fun lip glosses that would be easy to sneak into her pocket. She didn't want to ask her mom to buy them. After all, she already had a box full of different colors and flavors of her favorite makeup. But she didn't have these. Oh, how tempted she was to add them to her collection. <laughs> Dear Jesus, she prayed, help me do what's right. I know stealing is wrong, but I am so tempted to take that lip gloss. As she finished, Taylor turned her head the other way. She knew it would be a lot easier if she turned her back on the temptation. She wouldn't like the lip gloss, but she liked the good feeling that filled her when she did right. Whisper of wisdom, the Lord is faithful. Who shall establish you? and keep you from evil. Second mm -hmm. Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. Yeah. Whenever you fall into divers' temptations, count it all joy. Hey! hey. <laughs> I, I'm trying to work on uh, memorizing Bible verses and stuff. Count it all joy. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys for sitting here and listening to uh, the word today, honestly, because I took this straight from service. So thank you for sitting down and having a little mini service with me. It was only 47 minutes. I ain't, I ain't keep you two hours. <laughs> but I appreciate you guys tuning in and supporting and just receiving God's word, you know, receiving what what's on this podcast. You know, 
I do ask for direction um, before I come on here and, you know, just try and do good in his eyes, in his kingdom. But you guys have a great night. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening and uh, stay safe and stay blessed.